Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, certainly a big focus in this uh, Albert election campaign. And it's it represents different issues, but they overlap. Energy, the environment, the economy, pipelines, all of it, you know, can can kind of merge together. Uh, a big focus in particular has been the carbon tax. The NDP did not explicitly campaign on a carbon tax in the last election, but they definitely campaigned on the promise of a different approach, which it certainly to me implied uh, a carbon pricing scheme because we didn't really have that. We did to some extent, but not in a really broad sense. The NDP campaigned on the idea of having a more meaningful policy to address emissions. And, of course, they struck a panel which eventually recommended what is now the carbon tax. I think for a variety of reasons that has proven to be unpopular. People don't like the idea of a tax, a new tax period. Uh, I think there are those who maybe don't see any kind of emissions reducing policy as as a priority. That may be part of the, the resistance or the reluctance to accept this. I think maybe the way the NDP has gone about it, instead of bringing it in as a revenue neutral tax, they've instead chosen to spend that revenue on on various initiatives. But what are the alternatives? If not a carbon tax, how then do we address emissions? And if it's through some other kind of regulatory approach, doesn't that entail its own costs? So how do we compare the various approaches? And what gets left out in the conversation about carbon taxes? Well, there's a new report out from the Ecofiscal Commission, ecofiscal.ca, exploring some of the myths around carbon pricing. Ten myths about carbon pricing in Canada is the uh, title of the new report. Again, ecofiscal.ca. Joining us to talk more about all of this is Bev Dalby, uh, Commissioner for the Ecofiscal Commission, also Distinguished Fellow and Research Director at the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, one of this province's, even one of this nation's, I dare say, leading tax experts. Uh, Professor Dalby, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Uh, can we distinguish the, the concept of carbon pricing from the particulars of what we have in Alberta? Well, what we have in Alberta is a form of carbon pricing, carbon carbon tax, but there are other uh, ways of implementing carbon pricing. The uh, uh, regimes that involve uh, uh, um, d- different uh, industry um, amounts of uh, carbon that can be emitted, uh, cap-and-trade regimes uh, is another example. There are other kinds of flexible uh, regulation systems that implicitly have prices uh, associated with them. So, yes, the carbon pricing regimes can take a variety of forms. What's your assessment of how Alberta's gone about it, then? Well, perhaps I should back up and say that we wrote and released this report with the um, because on April 1st, the federal backstop yes. carbon pricing will take effect in four provinces, Ontario, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and New Brunswick. So uh, the purpose of our, our um, report was really to provide um, information or counter the misinformation that is available or out, that seems to be out there on carbon pricing. So we didn't intend to release it during the uh, this election campaign, and uh, we're quite surprised, I guess, when the election 
uh, campaign was was launched. But nonetheless, uh, what is in the report may be, uh, we hope, is of, of value to Albertans when they're thinking about this issue in the context of the current current campaign. Right, because it, it's possible we could have uh, the re-election of, of the current government and continue with the path we're on. It's also possible that we could get a new government that, that scraps the Alberta plan but, but ends up stuck with the federal plan. So are, are, are there significant differences between the federal plan and, and what Alberta has? Well, there are some differences. First of all, the price, let's say, if we, if the current um, carbon levy was um, uh, abolished, the federal plan would take into effect, and so the carbon price would drop in 2020 to $20 a, a ton, but then increasing to 30 in uh, 2020, and then eventually up to uh, $50 in, in 2022. So... Um, we are going to be looking at or uh, being, uh, uh, we will have carbon pricing in Alberta uh, r- regardless of the outcome of this election. Right. Um, wh- why do we, and maybe it's more a question for a climatologist, not an economist, but in terms of why we need this kind of policy, why it's important to have some kind of policy to address emissions, I mean, what, what would you say to that? Well, I think most people, most Canadians, most most Albertans are concerned about climate change and uh, the way to affect that is to reduce our overall emissions. And the research that we've done over the last five years has indicated that putting a price on carbon through a carbon tax or some of these other methods like cap and trade uh, is the most cost-effective way of reducing emissions. That is, it has the lowest cost that is lost output or income generation by Canadians uh, per ton of carbon emissions uh, reduced. So it's the most effective instrument and uh, for a variety of other reasons it it is probably preferred because carbon taxes uh, generate revenues which can be used to offset the the burden especially on low-income people and can be used to reduce other harmful taxes that can help to, um, you know, spur economic growth and investment. From an economist's point of view, why, why is it the preferred approach? Well, um, it's one in which governments don't have to be so deeply involved in um, uh, regulating different sectors of the economy. If you go to the regulation approach, governments have to set uh, standards and maybe prescribe um, uh, methods and equipment and various other things in each industry and so they have to be quite deeply involved often without the knowledge that is necessary it, it's also perhaps subject to greater um, influence from interest groups that will try to manipulate or move regulations in in ways that are favorable to them so carbon prices are more um, transparent they're more they tend to be fl- the same across sectors so that all sectors have face the same um, degree of challenge. We do have to make some uh, adjustments for those sectors that are especially exposed to international trade. But uh, by and large, these, these mechanisms are more transparent and more um, equitable across sectors. And they provide incentives, greater incentives to reduce emissions, but also to come up with 
new technology for reducing emissions. But does it reduce them enough, or does the price need to be exorbitantly high to get reductions? Talk about, I guess, what economists would call the, the demand curve here. Well, um, experience, especially in British Columbia, has shown that even relatively low uh, carbon prices can uh, significantly reduce emissions. The BC carbon tax started at $10 a ton and was gradually increased to $35 a ton. And the studies have shown that that carbon price and increasing in the carbon price up to 35 resulted in significant reduction in consumption of, of, uh, uh, gasoline and diesel and overall reduced emissions by about 15%. So even small, even relatively low, this carbon pricing can have an effect, uh, of course, to make major reductions such as are called for by the targets that have been set by the federal government in our international agreements uh, might require substantially higher uh, carbon prices. Well, it is part of the problem that we, we have targets that perhaps it would be more effective if, or not necessarily more effective, perhaps it would be more easily accepted by the public that we're not necessarily trying to get to any particular target, uh, but we're letting the market sort all of this out. I, I agree with that. I think there's been too much emphasis on targets. More emphasis should be on this is the price that we're putting on uh, carbon carbon emissions CO2 emissions and comparing ourselves with what other countries are doing on a on that basis. So I think targets are, uh, in my view, have not been especially good way of going about setting policy in this area. In terms of either rebates or making a, a carbon tax revenue neutral, there's an argument that it it weakens the effectiveness uh, of carbon pricing. What, what would you say in response to that? Well, uh, if we give rebates or a, a dividend, as the federal government is proposing, people get uh, a lump sum. It often depends on, on the size of the family, for example, uh, that they will get regardless of their consumption or emissions pattern. Uh, they will still have an incentive, though, to reduce their emissions where, where they can, because by reducing emissions, reducing consumption of uh, of emissions intensive products they will be saving saving money so just giving the money back to to households doesn't really dent the effectiveness of the policy it helps to reduce the uh, burden on especially low-income families but it, it should still maintain its effectiveness all right well some important points uh, people can read more at ecofiscal.ca professor dalby thank you so much for joining us here today really appreciate this Thanks for having me on the program. Right. Take care. Uh, that is Bev Dalby. He's a commissioner with the Ecofiscal Commission, a distinguished uh, fellow and research director of the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary. Uh, and like I say, a, a leading tax expert. In fact, the UCB were holding him up as a leading tax expert just a couple of weeks ago as they presented their corporate tax reduction plan. And uh, the numbers were, were crunched by none other than, than Bev Dalby, who found that indeed the, the, the plan would, would be a benefit, would create jobs and would eventually generate enough economic activity and new revenue coming in that uh, it would not require any kind of offsetting cuts or tax increases. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.